Should be illegal to wear that shirt on this podcast. Yeah. I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you the, I'll give you the free pass this time. Anyways, hello guys. What is up? My name is Dylan. Welcome to the Popcorn Podcast. This is episode number seven, in which we are going to be talking all things Fast and Furious Ten or Fast X, as it's better known. Uh, I'm once again joined by a person who needs no introduction, Mr. Flick Fanatics uh, Panwa. Welcome back, family. Family. Podcast family. Podcast family. Right. We talking or we racing? <laughs> right. Ride or die, remember. Ride or die. So, Fast and Furious. Do you want to do you want to kick this one off? What is your relationship with the Fast and Furious okay. franchise? Um, well, first of all, um, thank you for clicking play on a video with me again. Um, I'm sure it's been very tiring <laughs> me. To, to keep seeing this random guy just pop up on Dylan's He's the channel, regular. More than I do on my own channel at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with Fast and Furious, I do I, I I'm one of the few who up until recently did not have some kind of superiority complex over it. I just do really enjoy them. Mm. And especially the ones that were directed by Justin Lin and then James Wan for Furious Seven. I think they are very well made films actually. And Justin Lin you can definitely see his growth as a filmmaker overall. So there's a lot of good things to take from these franchise um you know from this franchise. And um I started watching them when I was about sort of nine ten. Mm. Um right around the as 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 Fast Five uh, came out which is the best one in I my agree opinion. Um, just overall I think it's the best one and then after Fast 5 you know you go into 6, 7, 8 and they begin that was when they began to get more and more ridiculous and it was when I think most people began to lose respect for the franchise but actually gain in enjoyment just senseless that. brain cell depleting enjoyment right mm. um, so you know hey I enjoy them and certainly with uh, 10 there's a lot that we're going to be talking yeah. about but I have a great appreciation for the franchise uh, as well because of, the, I dare I say, the family aspect. And yeah. what I mean by that is how Vin Diesel and I guess the producers and the team, you know, the studio mm. will bend the laws of reality to include everyone possible. I love how inclusive the franchise is uh, and the fact that they have not forgotten their roots, the fact that they have you know, continuously brought characters back um, from that, that were in previous films and brought them back from the dead to kind of give them a career and pay them is, is something wonderful. And certainly something that Michelle Rodriguez, I remember, was talking about, which I love about how ultimately how fast the Fast and Furious franchise is one of the most multicultural franchises. Mm. Because I remember in this video, and, and I was reading the comments about it, where she was talking about this idea of diversity being pushed in Hollywood, when diversity ultimately isn't diversity. For example, Crazy Rich Asians is not a diverse cast. It's, it's full of Asians. Mm. Black Panther is not a diverse cast. It's built up of mostly you know African-Americans and African-Brits. Whereas something like uh, you know Aquaman you know actually is a you know it has people from all over the world from different backgrounds and blah 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 who not only look different but come from different places and blah 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 and i think that's one of the greatest strengths of the fast franchise and why it does so well across the board it has people you know it, it, it appeals to americans as much as it appeals to the brits with the statham and mm. mirren and, and and luke evans as much as it does to the asians with with sung kang and a whole film set in tokyo you know and so the globe-trotting nature of the franchise in the story is only bettered by the globe-trotting nature of the franchise 
in 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 real life in in reality and i think that's actually why it it has lasted as long as it has yeah i think that like genuinely what you just said i think that goes over people's heads very quickly when we talk about these films and you know the quality of these films and how everyone takes a piss and memes these films but that is actually a quality of the franchise that you're very right about and can't be understated mm. it's very important and also how these films just embrace em- embrace these cultures these locations um is something that very few franchises on that level can do yeah. even with like marvel films and stuff uh, they're going to other galaxies and stuff but you know um maybe you are right maybe the fast franchise is the most diverse uh, and inclusive um as for what you said about fast 5 i do think fast 5 is the best is one. the best one it really is um followed up by i'd say fast 7 james wan's yeah um i think the franchise was in its prime yeah. from 5 to 7 yeah um, 6 is overlooked 6 i 6 is 6 is great i like it as well cuz it's in london it's in our ho- yeah. home city essentially yeah. um yeah so like the franchise sort of has this this peak at fast 5 fast 6 and fast 7 and then it starts to slip again yeah. for me but like you said i that it's interesting you say that um people's enjoyment mm. for the films have actually increased but they respect respect the, film. <laughs> the films less yeah so in many ways as we all know these are the ultimate sort of popcorn films yeah. where you just go and you just have fun with them yeah. um i remember when we went to see the fast x we were enjoying ourselves a lot we were enjoying ourselves yeah it was awful but we it were was it was exactly it was awful but it, mindless senseless action yep. but Yeah, I mean, can I put a butt into your comment? You said mindless senseless action, right? So, a lot of people didn't like Fast 9 or I F- did, F9. I, d- I didn't like Fast Okay, 9, okay. But, yeah. it's a mid film. I I agree, but from a filmmaking point of view, that's a phrase that I probably said a bazillion times <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> that is right? your catchphrase. Uh from a filmmaking point of view, uh Justin Lin did some of his best work in that film when you look at the way he shot the action and when he or- the way he orchestrated how creative he is with it i urge you to watch the car chase sequences the shootouts the fight scenes in that film versus in Fast X night and mm. day my friend mm. the l- he uses longer takes he edits much more cleverly uh the camera placement is so much more unique um and just generally it's a little bit more elevated yeah. whereas uh you know here it's just mostly shots of people driving and turning and it's very it's it's very formulaic and, and robotic. Yeah, for sure. I think like Fast 9 is the the one I'm, I I wouldn't even lie to you it's the most forgettable one for me uh, out of the all the whole franchise aside from the fact that they do go to the moon which Yes. say what you will. Um but one thing I do the thing I remember about Fast 9 was the all the Tokyo stuff and yeah. how well that was shot. It, it that was well. that was the stuff that I was like yeah this this stuff is great. I think the Tokyo stuff in Fast 9 actually I like I prefer the way it was shot and filmed. In com- even more in comparison to Tokyo Drift yeah. which the entire film more or less is 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 ba- is based in Tokyo so i don't know um, i also got to say real quick that the fast uh, and you know furious franchise i was talking about the the loyalty that it has to those who work with it yeah. um you get to really see Justin Lin before he basically had a breakdown and left mm. you get you know rightfully so by the way from what i've heard um you really get to see his evolution as a filmmaker and in my opinion the only other place that this has been evident is David Yates with Harry Potter going from ha- uh, order of the phoenix all the way up to three fantastic beast films you see this guy do everything you know imaginable with a camera and you see how he's grown from if you watch order of the phoenix into uh, the what is it secret, secret of dumbledore, dumbledore yeah 
he's grown so much and he's the stuff that he's kept the stuff that he's left and it's it's all very interesting to watch as a filmmaker mm. and very rarely do you get franchises who are so loyal to their filmmakers and that as much as they are with their cast yeah loyal but also maybe because if they i mean if if a film does well mm. they're gonna just keep them on right they like they, they like why don't fix what ain't broken yeah. right yeah. um but no that that that, that is that is a uh, an aspect that is often overlooked like the growth of filmmakers yeah. within certain franchises yeah. um because like you said even if you do prefer um a film that had a better plot that came before mm. you can still admire the filmmaking yeah. the filmmaking that comes after yeah because so, they are two completely different aspects um but yeah no um as for fast 10 or fast yeah. x um let's do a plot synopsis so and also spoilers for the film if you what haven't plot? seen the films what plot i'm gonna try my best uh i did not write this i actually got this from letterbox so here goes so over many missions and against impossible odds dom toretto and his family have outsmarted outnerved and outdriven every foe in their path now they confront their most lethal opponent they've ever faced, a terrifying threat emerging from the shadows of the past, who's fueled by blood revenge, and who's determined to shatter this family and destroy everything and everyone that Dom loves forever. Cool. So, thoughts on Fast 10, Panwa? Um, Overall? Enjoyable, trashy, messy, gloop-boop. Gloop-boop. Just... Yeah. Uh, I, I read a review somewhere that someone said it felt like it was an AI generated film. Yeah. It does. This is just confusing mm. uh, in every way. Uh, okay, what what can I contribute aside from Waffle? Uh, directing, filmmaking, cool, let's do that. Um, I think Louis Leterrier, who basically had the very tough job of coming on to replace Jay, uh, not James Wan, uh, Justin Lin. Um, Louis Leterrier has been a director who's been around in Hollywood forever. He's been making kind of these action movies, serviceable action films for a while. I think his best film is Clash of the Titans, and the reason that it's the best film is because it's the only one with like any kind of interesting setting. The rest of them are just kind of boring looking. Mm. Um, Transporter... Incredible now Hulk. you see me. Now you see you me. Know, yeah, he's just a serviceable. He's like um, John M. Chu, who's also kind of just. He's a safe. He's, he's a, a safe, safe choice, choice, you know. Yeah, and um, here, it's safe. Is all I can say. There is absolutely nothing interesting about the filmmaking whatsoever. There's maybe like one shot that starts inside the money vault, and then it kind of comes out. It's a CGI shot comes out, and then you show Jason Momoa towards the beginning. But aside from that, there is basically zero creativity mm. every scene the way it's shot the locations that they use the production design the colors the camera placement everything i was praising justin lin for doing is done to like the bare minimum in this film yeah it's you know every conversation is like shot reverse shot cut 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 you know and even if you do cut cut cut, cut you know there are directors who do it well you know the, the coen brothers does it well fincher does it well tarantino does it well um and here it's just it feels like ah got it it feels like louis leterrier was handed the script and he goes okay well how do i shoot this not how do i shoot this mm. you know it, it felt very much like a Let's just get this done. Yeah. It felt like they needed to do it. It did not feel like they wanted to do it. There, there was very little passion and very little energy uh, behind the camera for me. Um, and that translates into every facet of the film, unfortunately, where, you know, because the film is so incredibly uh, messy, it, it's very much like Infinity War where everyone's split up, right? This is the one that everyone is split up. And therefore, you have to cut to places and someone's calling me and I'm gonna 
whatever I'll talk to that later but it felt uh, very formulaic yep. and to the point where there were like 20 must have been 20 30 shots of Rio's beach whenever they yeah. went back to Rio they just yeah, showed there were, an establishing but, shot of a beach an establishing shot of something and then brrr, yeah. like loads yeah um, no I know I completely agree with you I think this one I think I, I out of all the fast uh, the, the fast films just how this one was shot definitely my least favorite this one i felt like was you could tell like the actors weren't, weren't all shooting in the same room as each other like you, there was so many scenes and um moments that was really poorly strung together and it, i just felt like the whole film felt so so artificial yep. by the end of it and yeah i i understand that the cast is at this point huge yeah. and it might not always be the most i mean like in terms of logistics, um, the the easiest to get all these guys together filming. But like, yeah, I could like there, there, there was the whole bridge sequence in Brazil where it looked like they shot that on a green in, screen. Yeah, on a green screen. Uh, they but did. Also, they did. I saw. They did. Yeah, and but but also with like the actors in different rooms or or whatever. Like it just yeah. everything is just so uh, poorly strung together. I don't know. Um, it, the the it's not a you know this is not a compliment, but one thing I felt is. Uh, it felt like a COVID film, even though it wasn't yeah, during COVID. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean by yeah, COVID yeah, yeah, film? Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's just in separate rooms. For sure. and They have to do it for safety. And they're like no extras and stuff like that. It felt like every scene, for whatever reason, felt like it was on a set, even though, you know, and then it probably was, you know. Um, they just didn't utilize locations and they didn't utilize stuff very creatively, mm. in my opinion. Mm. It's the first Fast and Furious film that cost a lot of money. That where I'm not sure. Three hundred fifty mil. I don't know where that money went. Aside from the what cast, what the hell? Aside from the cast, I do not know where that money went. That's crazy. Like give it like Avatar or something. Yeah. Three hundred fifty mil. Great. Like but No Time to hell? Die is about two fifty or three hundred. Yeah. You know where the money went. Yeah. You can see exactly. It's all on the screen. You know, say what you will about how the story or whatever. But that film, like, it looks expensive. Uh, you know, same with June or whatever. But this, I do not know. No, 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 no never. Um, what was I going to say? Jason Momoa. Yes. The, he's the new kid on the block. Yeah. What do we think about Jason Momoa? I mean, book? certainly he makes an impression. I think he definitely plays into the idea that it just you don't need to take as long as you know your lines, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I think he certainly did. I I I think it's just people enjoying themselves at this point, which is fine. Um, as long as you know they're not there are no delusions of grandeur of hoping for Oscars or anything. <laughs> um, as long as you know, I, I think the Fast and Furious franchise has now become the come act in our movie we'll pay you extremely well set you up for life financially you can do just about anything granted you kind of know your lines um and you can look kind of good uh come do the movie mm. but that's this is actually interesting you say this because we were talking about which actors yeah. that haven't been in fast and furious yeah. films you would put in a fast and furious film or yeah. who should be in the next yeah. one or Tell me. Well, I said Amber. <laughs> you said Amber Heard. <laughs> because she, because she did drive angry with Nicolas Yeah, she Cage. did drive. Well, she's always angry and she's very violent. I think any fight scene she has with a man, you probably wouldn't have to choreograph it or it wouldn't be anything, really, quite frankly. <laughs> oh um, so, you know, um, you can cut that bit out if you want or leave it in. It'd probably give you more views. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she'd feel like she would fit in just perfectly. You know, you can just have a fight, anyone. Yeah. Before. I was thinking about this also. I, I feel like... Anyone from the like the Expendables cl- uh, cast? Yeah, it's like Jet Li, Sylvester yeah. Stallone, 
I can see them rocking up uh, yeah, in a fast, sure. f- fast film. Even like Keanu Reeves, maybe at some. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I got Samuel Jackson in there. <laughs> Donnie Yen, even. Oh no! Who don't knows? do this to him. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Adkins. Oh, he's at this, at he's this bound point. to be in it. He's bound to be. In he be, it. Yeah. Um, Zoe Saldana as well. Yep. Batista is obviously like an obvious oh, one, but no, he's like no, the one. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I just because he's trying to get out. He's trying to. Do he's no. He is. He yeah. is. I think he would fit well, but he would yeah. But, but as in like in terms of re- uh, act wrestlers turned actors. Yeah. He's he's the best one. He's the best one, right? Uh, and like I've got lastly, I've got Nick Cage because they why got, the hell not? You know what? Oh my god, this would be incredible! I just thought of this. No way. They they need to cast Ezra Miller and Amber Heard as siblings <sighs> in the final film and have them fight <laughs> and just watch the box office explode. Incredible. People would come to see that. People, I would people would come to see, to see that. that. Yeah. yeah. There'll be protests outside the cinema, <laughs> and then you'd have to fight your way into the cinema, mm. but it would be a worthy experience. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, at this point, the thing is, nothing is impossible at this point. No, right? it really with the, isn't. With, the, with, the really fast, isn't. with the fast franchise. But no, yeah, going back to Jason Momoa, I actually thought he was one of the best aspects of the film. Funny, funnily enough, yeah. I th- whenever he was on this, this, he's flamboyant. He's he's just he's just completely having fun with it. He's kind of like the thing in the film that is telling you as an audience member, do How's not take feel? these, yeah. do not take these films seriously. If you take these films seriously, that's your fault. Yep. Um, and whenever he was on the screen, he, he chewed the scenery. Yep. Like, he, I thought he was great. Um, I think you're either going to be on, like, completely despise his performance and think it's the worst thing in the world, or you're just going to be on board with it. And yeah. fortunately enough, I think I was I was right there with him. I don't really know what, what's going to happen in the next ones, uh, but we'll get to, we'll get to that sure. in, a, in a second. <laughs> Another thing I liked about this film, I do I preferred it to Fast 9, maybe not so much with the filmmaking, yep. but just in general, I preferred this one to Fast 9. I think Fast 9 was a bit, like, in terms of plot, call it call it that. Yeah. Um, that was way Empty, over overcooked, yeah. overcooked. Um, but I liked sort of how they returned back to their roots. Like I sort of liked how the film was linked to Bra- the Brazil stuff because yeah. Fast Five is like that, 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 that was the be- that was the best one for sure. Um, yeah, so it was nice to have some things tie back to that film. Um, I like the fact now that we are kind of getting everyone back for the next Final one or the yeah. the one after that like Dwayne Johnson yeah I, I laughed when Gal Gadot showed up yeah, though yeah. Um, even though we kind of knew that or we heard that yeah. she was in the because I, I laughed because she looks completely different to yeah, how she looks yeah, in yeah. <laughs> like Fast 6 right because yeah. obviously she's, she's gone off ha- had like made a massive career for herself yeah. by playing like Wonder Woman and whatnot. And she just shows up yeah. at the end with uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Charlie Theron um yeah, but like just in general, when I walked out of the cinema for this one, I was like, you know this, I was just speechless. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really know what to think. This is ridiculous. It really, it really is. And then, what? Well, it's like the first one that really cl- cuts on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Aside from maybe Fast Four when Dom's like going to prison. Yeah, well, then, this but, is the thing, right? So I, Michelle Rodriguez, bless her again, she was on a talk show and said, you know, I've never seen a movie end this way before, or whatever, right? Like when she was hyping up the movie, and and I guess they were going for like the Infinity War. Style yeah, yeah. But the way this film ends, it's the reason people don't see it is because you shouldn't do it. Just in terms of like the rules of editing and like filmmaking, it's just like okay, finish. Yeah, you know, and and it's like <laughs> eh, and and it, and it wasn't in like a um, a Thanos way where he was like you know at the very least you have him sit down and the music's playing and it just cuts mm. and it's just like are you sure like the editor like watched that? Yeah. And the director watched that and said that was okay. 
Like, are these not professionally trained, highly paid filmmakers? Yeah, this is the th- the, the thing is, this is I know like we're not supposed to be taking these films seriously, but there was a point in the Fast franchise where you could tell the people involved in it and actually cared. Still cared. Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, now I think after sort of eight, it's really sort of start to go down. I yeah. mean, Justin Lin did what he, he could in Fast Nine, yeah. but there's only so much he can do, mm. right? Um, but like, yeah, dare I say it? I used to get emotional in fast films. I used to like from five to seven, like I said, when the, when the franchise was at its prime, I used to have real investment in these films, in this family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now I don't really know. In terms of the new uh, cast members, sure. we spoke about Jason Momoa. Now we have Alan Richson. I love him. He's coming brilliant. in. He's we brilliant. have um, Brie Larson yeah. coming in. We have Daniela, is it Melchua? Melchua? Yeah. How do you say her name? I don't know. Um, and she's playing the sister of Elena yeah. in Brazil. <laughs> everyone's, I, I, everyone's sisters, yeah, brothers. Yeah. Um, I thought she was, like, I actually really like her as an actress, like from Suicide Squad. Fantastic. And she's great. Um, but I just, uh, like, I don't know, if, for her in this film, she was she was very much a damsel in distress, like, the, the whole time. time. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Um, but I thought she was a nice casting for the sister of... Yeah, they, they looked of, similar. Um, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Um, Brie Larson, I actually ki- kind she of enjoyed her in this film. Yeah, like she was having a good time. Yeah. Um, she seemed like she was in the right place. Yeah. Um, I thought she was fine. She was good. I also just love how, because they're paying their actors so much, how you can get genuinely big actors. Your Helen Mirren, your Charlie Theron, yeah. your Brie Larson, these Oscar winners, you know, these titans of cinema. Um, certainly with Helen Mirren, especially as well. Um, and and it, it's just a lot of fun to watch. And then you have Alan Richardson, who I just, he's custom made for the fast franchise, yeah, especially after Reacher. He he's like, a man physically could not get his biceps any bigger than Alan Rich. I feel sorry for his t-shirts. They must have been like stretched to like <laughs> the kingdom come. Um, and like every time he walks, he, like this, he, you know, it's like yeah, every yeah. time he holds a gun, it's like, it's fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, so I, I thought he was just built for the franchise. I cannot wait until he eventually has to like fight the rock or something. It would yeah. be absolutely incredible. It's a good addition. What, what I was going to say is before the film, the fu- like the, the thing in the trailer that made me laugh the most, which, which you know, was the one shot of Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa standing <laughs> as the safe in Fast yeah. Five gets ripped yeah. through the walls. And I just laughed my ass off because obviously they don't know like where the hell to go with this yeah. franchise now. They're like, okay, it's someone's son okay, wants revenge. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And I thought that was the funniest shot. Until. Until. <laughs> in his bright blue like suit. Yeah. Comes just, out. <laughs> 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 that was amazing yeah. honestly plot twist um yeah that was yeah that was that was hilarious and the thing is we we went to see this film together and we were laughing the whole way through but like i still would have gone like if i knew what my reaction to the film would have been afterwards i still would have gone and watched it yep yeah cuz i mean if if you don't if you don't eat at least try and have fun with the, these films like what? What why are you, are you watching? It? Why, why are you watching, watching it? it? Exactly. Yeah. Why are you watching it? And look, the, the, they're not the, the they're trash, yeah. right? At the end of the day, but I mean, I'm still gonna be yeah. there on opening day for that. You, you enjoy McDonald's for a exactly. Reason. You enjoy McDonald's for a exactly. Um, I didn't really love all the the Tej Roman and um, Han and Ramsey. Uh, Han, Han and well, Ramsey you know, stuff Jason in this film. To the movie for one scene. It's yeah, like they, they didn't do anything at all in this. Yeah, but even just that dynamic, yeah. um, I thought that. I liked it in like Fast 7 yeah. when Ramsey's introduced yeah. and they're both kind of like trying to fight over her and now I think it's just gotten really stale. It's gotten really stale. It's gotten really stale. And Pete Davidson's in the movie yeah, for no that's, reason. There's like weird pa- like cocaine powder or something yeah. and then Han gets on like weed muffin Yeah. for no reason. For no it's, reason. It's very bizarre. Um, like I said, it, it just felt like really AI generated. It felt like this. they were just like 
you know, Lula Terry read the script and was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to fight. I'm just going to film it at this point. Yeah. Um, and it, it shows on screen the lack of enthusiasm. Yeah, no, this is the thing. Lack of enthusiasm. Because I think, like, the performances from the cast this time around, I'd say, except for the new the new ones, the returning cast, yeah. I didn't, like, the. I know it's a Fast and Furious film, but, like, you can tell the level of investment that they have is nowhere near yeah. as much as it was in the past just through their performances. I don't know if it's um, because of the production issues. I don't know if it was, like, uh, I don't know what it was. Yep. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this franchise, it just isn't the same. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think who my favorite performance was. It might actually have to be Jason Momoa. Yeah, Charlie's Theron is good. always she good. Was, uh, she was in the only scene I took seriously in the movie. You did, yeah. You were um, I was talking about to Dylan about how that first scene where she meets Jason Momoa, and, you know, he kind of blackmails all of them and stuff like that, and there's a fight that kind of leads into an elevator, and then you can actually see how she uses the person to, you know, yeah, shield, shield her, her body yeah. from the impact of the elevator and stuff like that. That, for me, is a little bit more creative. There's more layers to that action scene. There's, um, It's shot with a bit more intensity. It's edited together with the music and everything. It's, it's you know, because at the end of the day, you've got to remember Charlie Stone is Furiosa, you know, yeah. the greatest action heroine of our generation. Of course, she's going to take her scene seriously. And of course, there's going to be gravitas and depth to everything that she does. Mm. And certainly that scene for me was something, it was probably the only one I kind of felt like, oh, wow, okay, cool. And then the rest of it was just driving scenes in broad daylight. Yeah. Where car hits car, explosions happen, car hits other car to generate other explosion, which hits other car and generates another explosion. And it's not even done with Michael Bay levels of creativity. Yeah. Like, you know, I I enjoy Michael Bay. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. also, the funniest line in the film. Uh, I think you're going to say the same one. Are we going to say the same one? You, uh, you, you've taken my family, this and that. Uh, you've taken my family, my loved ones, you've broken it. But one thing you you haven't taken is my car. And he fucking proceeds to drive off the the dam. Oh, yeah. Do you remember at the end? I think I might have zoned no? out at that point. <laughs> the line that I had was, was, I have faith. You know, it's like when the... the oh, yeah, the, the, the kid. No, I but it's in the, in the same scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, yeah, no, Dom's like... Um, oh yes, yes you haven't taken my yeah, car and then he, you haven't taken my car yeah. then he just proceeds to j- drive off the d- <laughs> that was amazing um, yeah it's just wrapping up this uh, the episode where also do you th- John Cena's not dead yeah he no one is dead no one bro no one is dead like Paul Walker's not dead <laughs> Brian will come back oh they'll bring him back CGI wise oh you know, they'll, 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 they'll do something to bring him back yeah um, no I, I was, what, I was, what I was gonna say is that's the thing at this point uh, anything is anything possible. Is possible. They, they're bringing Gal- but how do they bring her back? Is it something to do with the lab? Because they the the, the the thing the things were fixing like wounds up and everything. I don't even know. Do you remember when? Do you remember they have the fight? They having the fight in the lab. Yes, yes. And yes. well, Kurt Russell is coming back too at some point. Yeah, Mister Nobody. Mm. Um, and then Brie Larson will have a brother. I'm sure. No, oh, I did hear this really interesting theory. What? Oh, this is a this is this would be cool actually. Uh, the re- Brian O'Connor yeah. is B- Brie Larson's brother and the son of Kurt Russell. That's how he got a job in, in, in the FBI. And that's how, even though he's a criminal, he keeps getting reinstated because he has family in ah. places. And that's why they add Brie Larson to the movie because she is Paul Walker's sister. That's actually not a bad theory. And I would actually be down to see that. I would. But the thing is, that if that was to be the case, yeah. you'd have to sort of... How would they... How would they 
shoot that? How would they, how would they? I don't know, but it's family, and then that would make her like family with Dom, and then that would yeah. make Dom families with Kurt Russell. Everyone's family. Everyone's family. Everyone's and family. Like Charlize Theron is somehow Han's sister. <laughs> you know who really knows these days? And Han and Ludacris and Tyrese are all siblings. Who really knows? It it all it all works out. Yeah. Now I was going to ask you, where do you think the franchise should go next? Or where, what do you think the next film should I do? I think they should just go full endgame. Bring and everyone in for like a street race and bring in like from the Hobbs and Shaw stuff. They had Aza Gonzalez and Vanessa Kirby. Bring Luke Evans back. Have uh, Idris Elba back. It, he's in. Oh, yes. Bring Idris Elba yeah. back. Put Helen Mirren and The Rock together <laughs> and have them fight. Um, <laughs> put have, have Helen Mirren drive a plane into like Alan Richardson. Have her uh, fight Alan Richardson. Have Amber <laughs> these films Heard, are just Bollywood films at this point? Yeah, have Amber Heard and Ezra Miller play the the the, the henchmen of Jason Momoa. They turn on Jason Momoa, kill him, and then transport him into the DC franchise <laughs> as Aquaman or Lobo. Um, it's it's all possible. That's honestly. great. There was a rumor um, when F Nine came out yeah. that we were going to do Jurassic Park and yes. Have dinosaurs. How the hell? Yeah, just throw them in there. Traveling cars. They were going to do Twenty One Jump Street, I think. Fast and Furious. Have Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill in there. I'd love to see them. Revive Twenty One Jump Street, Johnny Depp, because he was in Twenty One Jump Street, and have Have him fight Amber Heard. (laughs) Oh my God! Do you see what I mean? These films are great. There's so much more that could be done. Dinosaurs, Transformers. You know, the cars transform. Vin Diesel's Dodge Charger has been an Autobot the whole time. And the, the name of the, that, the, the thing is Family. Yeah. The name of the Autobot is, is family. family. Yeah. Yeah. That is our pitch. Universal. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Well, I don't think we're going to find a better ending than that. No, we're not. No, we're not. Or we could just end it like F10, Fast 10, and just cut just it. Just cut now. it. Gal Gadot. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, guys. Hell no. I think uh, I think that we're gonna wrap this episode off. Please, yeah, please. please. It's been painful. It's been painful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yes. Once again, thank you so much for coming on of the uh, on the thank podcast, Panwa. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. There's, there's been zero structure to this episode whatsoever. It's it kind of reflects the dumber film by the end already. Yes, I've lost brain cells. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for coming on as always. Um, look forward to the next episode, which will be hopefully uh, on the new Spider Verse film. So oh, yes. uh, very very exciting. Which will um, be good. Yes. Unlike. Which, yes, it will be a serious discussion. Yeah. Um, but for now, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, and I will catch you very soon in the next episode. Peace.